never preached in slippers before. So many of you know that I live in an 11 bedroom cooperative household and we um, often get new roommates, new housemates. And when we advertise a room, it's not uncommon that it's the third floor middle room. Um, in our advertisements, we call it cozy, which everyone knows means the smallest room in the house. But this winter, I've been obsessed with feeling cozy, and maybe not quite obsessed, but highly focused, let's say. Soft leggings and slippers and warm lighting and an oversized fleece and woolly socks and hot tea and Netflix. These have been staples for me this winter, more so than other winters. And a quick internet search has told me that I am not the only one this winter. And I pulled my housemates in that 11-bedroom house. I pulled my housemates about what coziness means to them. And one of them made a really good point, which was it's always in contrast to something not cozy. Coziness is, for him, when it's cold outside, but snug and warm inside. When it's dark out early, but it's warm and bright inside. The news is exhausting, but I've been turning off my phone and coloring. That feels cozy. Our days are busy, but we find a moment of stillness over tea or school vacation. Cozy. And my housemate was right. My recent desire for increased coziness is indeed in contrast to a feeling of increased division and worry about the future and the most vulnerable among us. For me, it's more than just these winter months, but February, with its common snow days and cold weather and snowstorms, and for me, shoveling out my car, it lends itself to hunkering down and hibernating just a little bit and trying to stay warm and ride it out till spring. And this week, and I know we missed you last week because of our own snow day. I hope you had a chance to be cozy wherever you were last week. But this week we asked you via our weekly email to bring or wear an item that makes you feel cozy. So whether or not you took us up on our invitation, I invite you to turn to a neighbor. And remembering that this is a multi-generational community, I invite you especially to turn to someone you might not regularly be in conversation with. And take just a few moments with your neighbor to share whatever it is you brought, whatever it is that makes you feel comfortable or cozy. It could be a feeling, it could be an item, it could be a special place. So I invite you to turn to your neighbor and share just a few moments. Thank you, everybody. 
So for me, bodily comfort and mentally slowing down are such important reminders that body and mind and soul are all connected and that time for renewal and Sabbath, they're so important to our spiritual lives. There's a Scandinavian concept that many people have mentioned to me over the time that I've been talking about coziness called huga. Has anyone heard of this? It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E, and I learned, because we ministers love etymology, that the etymology of huga is the same as the English etymology of hug, which I thought was cool. And I know that coziness can be something that is sold to us, right? I see a lot of ads telling me that coziness can be bought, images of a nice fireplace and a warm flannel and a, and a mug, right? Like, just the, the view of the socks. But Ta Louisa Thompson Britz, a Danish-British writer, instead characterizes huga as a state of mindfulness and doing mundane tasks with dignified and joyful manner, a manner defined by connection with loved ones and spaciousness in time. There's a spiritual under underpinning to this concept of huga of coziness. And it values our relationships over our productivity it allows us to put down our doing for a state of being. It says that we don't particularly need a picturesque cabin in, a, in the woods, though I sure do love a picturesque cabin in the woods. Don't get me wrong. But we don't need any special things to carve out a few moments of spaciousness, warmth, or intentional relaxation. So I'd like to invite us now into a space of intentional relaxation and spaciousness in time, that time that we can carve out right now, because we know it's not enough to just talk about spiritual practices, right? We have to actually practice them. It's what makes them a practice. So I'd like to invite us into a few moments of practice together to practice what it might mean to create coziness in our own lives and souls, wherever we find ourselves. So I'd like to invite you into a comfortable position and kids, I'm inviting you to do this too. This might be a part you want to pay a little bit extra attention to. So you might stretch out your arms or your legs. You might wiggle a little bit before settling down a little. You might put your feet on the stools or sit on the floor, wherever it is that feels comfortable for you. You can let your body relax. And if you're comfortable, close your eyes. Take a few easy breaths. Breathe in through your nose and hold it for a second and then breathe out through your mouth and in through your nose and out through your mouth. Take one or two more breaths in and out. And Im imagine in your mind's eye sitting in a cozy room it can be a room you've been in before. It might be your room. Or it could be a room that you, you would like to be in. A space where you feel safe and comfortable and cozy. You could be alone. Other people could be there. Choose whatever makes you feel most peaceful. If you're all by yourself, what's around you? If there's people there, who is it? Is there a fireplace, a favorite blanket? Are you inside or outside? Do you have a warm drink? 
What do you see around you? What do you smell? Do you smell pine or hot chocolate? Do you smell something yummy baking? Are there any animals? Notice the sounds around you. Do you hear a fire crackling or loved ones laughing? Is the temperature warm or just right? Is the light bright and cheerful or is it warm and soothing and dim? What sensations do you feel in your body? Does your body feel relaxed? You have no obligations in this time carved out of space. Nowhere you need to be, no things you need to get done. Just a moment to sit fully present in this space. Notice all the surroundings. Hold them in your mind for just a moment. And now take a few more deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth, in and out. And come back to this space, this sanctuary, where we've carved out sacred time to connect with one another here and now. And I invite you to sing with our choir. We're going to sing Comfort Me twice through. The words are very simple, but it's 10002 in the green hymnal if you'd like to look. We're just going to sing the first verse twice through. I've been thinking a lot about the role of coziness in our lives and in our communities. And it connects me to ideas, as I said, of Sabbath, of rest and renewal, of self-care and nurturing and joy, of making spacious time for our relationships with ourselves and with one another and with the holy. And just like our warm, fuzzy story that I told earlier, I believe that comfort and coziness do not necessarily need to be done by oneself or with an inner circle doesn't necessarily need to be a hunkering down or a closing off. There's a way in which communities of people 
feeling sustained and in communities of people, feeling sustained and cared for can allow us to sustain and care for others. Nurturing an extra cup of tea with an extra cup of tea, a shared blanket, a guest room offered, a meal brought to a friend, an unexpected card of gratitude or encouragement, shoveling out a neighbor's car, movie nights with family or friends, moments of nurture, these build and sustain community and relationships as well. And I found myself wondering, given the way the world feels to me right now, and maybe you felt this way as well, how to balance my own desire for hunkering down with my desire for doing something Desire, my desire for rest and making art and hot cups of tea with this feeling of urgency and neededness and helping. As author E.B. White says, I arise each morning torn between a desire to save the world and a desire to savor the world. This makes it very difficult to plan the day. A mentor of mine recently shared a metaphor where a group of singers in a group of singers, the group as a whole can sustain a note for an indefinite amount of time because the singers space out their breathing. And in a really long and sustained note, choir, maybe you can help me out with, with confirming this, the group is singing at only, say, 90% capacity because there's always a portion of the group that is resting and breathing and taking pause before continuing on. So too, my mentor reminded me, this, is a, this might be a metaphor for our lives and our communities, our movements, with lives ebbing and flowing, our capacity waxing and waning, each of us needing some way to refuel in order to be the long-haul people we are called to be in community. And I believe it's not just because we are called to do the work of justice and community building over the long haul either. The Puritans, who are our spiritual ancestors, and whose beliefs and architecture inspired this sanctuary. They were all about the opposite of comfort and coziness. So there's some irony for me in considering this topic with these pews that don't inspire coziness exactly. There's a judgment that underlies this architecture and the Puritan belief, the judgment that says you are not worthy of comfort and anything that even hints at you having a body is a step away from mortal sin. And I want to assure you that both my feminism and my Unitarian Universalist faith tell me that having a body is not a sin, no matter what kind of body you have. And I also believe that our Universalist ancestors, who told us that a loving God would not condemn anyone to hell, they would also say that each and every one of us, each and every one of you, and you, and you, anybody who might find themselves in this room, and people beyond our faith, all are deserving of worth and dignity, of feeling safe, of self-care, feeling comforted and loved. So I believe in this way that coziness and comfort are a kind of grace, an unearned but so very needed gift that we can offer to ourselves and to other people. And so as we continue through this winter, as we continue through, the, through our lives and into the world, and as we continue the work of justice and love, may we also find time for rest to sustain our souls, both so that we may become those long haul people that we are called to be, and also because we are just so inherently worthy of comfort and love here and now. 
May we love and nurture ourselves in our communities and manifest these spiritual practices of coziness, Sabbath, rest, and renewal. May it be so, and amen. <laughs>